You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Hey everybody, I'm Sean Reynolds, the owner of Summit Properties Northwest, Reynolds & Klein Appraisal, and your host of this episode of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So for one day this past weekend on Friday, Seattle had the worst air quality in the world, and then by Saturday, Portland had beat us. Portland beat us to it. So we had one day where we were the worst at something. Well, we've been the worst at a bunch of stuff lately. And uh, But air quality, it has been wildly smoggy here in Seattle. Just we've got these massive forest fires from Oregon and California. And the air has been brought up kind of the coast and into Seattle. And it's been terrible since Thursday. Like, stay inside. Don't go outside. Don't run the only run the circulating air in your car, just horrible. But something that came up today that was super interesting is that even with all this crappy air and crappy protests and all this kind of uncertainty and uh, all this stuff going on in Seattle, we've got these commercial things going on with commercial office space that are pretty wild. And today's headline was Facebook buys REI's new headquarters for $367 million, expanding Seattle area footprint beyond 3 million square feet. And I did a podcast on this just, I think, a few weeks ago. Maybe it was uh, maybe the second week of August. And it was REI, online retailer of, um, not online, but an outdoor retailer of sporting goods. Pretty cool store with local roots here. Um, was selling it's they just put are putting the finishing touches on this really big kind of suburban office campus and it's it's just being finished up this summer and here we are mid-september it's done and they decided well with the way that we're restructuring our workers we no longer need this office campus let's put it on the market so that was early august here we are mid-september you've got a pending sale on a $367 million campus. So you can say a lot of things about Seattle just not having its act together. But a lot of what's happening is a lot of the Seattle office space, those workers that are are being basically asked if they want to leave and then basically being moved by, by big companies. Amazon's the big example of that. We've got Facebook kind of doubling down in, in Bellevue. And the campus that we're talking about in this story is literally um, up the street. We're at 134th here. It's at 124th on Bell Red Road. That's where this campus is that we're going to be talking about. So literally 10 blocks, just over half a mile up the road. I can walk there. And um, it's a big new campus. And so let's jump on in. So this is Facebook buying an REI campus. Facebook is yet again expanding in the Seattle region, its largest engineering hub outside of Silicon Valley. The social media giant paid $367.6 million to purchase a brand new six-acre, $400,000 square foot complex from REI at the new Spring District development in Bellevue, Washington, just east of Seattle. So, so much activity is happening here in Bellevue, where our offices are and where I live. And a lot of people think, oh, Seattle's just terrible. It's a terrible city. Look at all the devastation you've got with the protests and shop and defunding police. But that's in Seattle proper. That is not Bellevue. And we are a suburb here. 
And we are actually benefiting from all the chaos going on in Seattle. The expansion comes despite Facebook's embrace of remote work amid the pandemic. It's also the latest example of a tech company expanding outside of Seattle's urban core. Facebook says it will maintain its current offices in Seattle. REI was set to move from its Kent, Washington headquarters. Kent is about, I don't know, is it 13, 14 miles south of Bellevue and about the same from uh, from downtown Seattle. It is um, it's due south of both cities, I believe. So REI was set to move from its Kent, Washington headquarters into the property this summer because the property just got finished this summer with plans for green space, open air meeting locations and more. But the outdoor retailer decided in August to sell the buildings and land due to the pandemic and shift to remote work. Facebook was seen as a potential buyer, given that it already signed leases for more than 800,000 square feet of office space across three buildings being developed at the Spring District. And that's in Block 6, 16, and 24. This is a big complex. This is a complex that used to be the old Safeway plant, and across the street is a Coke plant. So kind of one of these really old school industrial plants that's been redeveloped into suburban office space. And now when you go in there, you're like, where am I? This makes no sense. This is wildly different. Site developer Wright Runstad and Company and Shorestein Properties purchased an undeveloped two-acre portion of REI's property for $22.4 million. Greg Johnson, CEO at Wright Runstad and Company, said the plan is to develop another 300,000 square foot building in the coming months. So Facebook is really going for it here. REI said today that the sale represents a positive return on the co-op's investment in the property and will enable important investments in REI's customer-facing innovations, its nonprofit partners, and carbon reduction goals. REI paid nearly $50 million for the property in 2017. And here, three years later, they are getting $367 million but that is improved. So they got all this complex that's been built and it's on there right now. So REI will move to a less centralized headquarters approach that spans multiple locations across the Seattle region. And what they've said they're going to do is they're basically going to post up in a bunch of not random, but kind of random office complexes strewn throughout the area, kind of more of the suburban look that we've got going on now. And I think the story with REI, and I covered this in a podcast, is that with the whole COVID nineteen uh, issue, there just hasn't there there just weren't wasn't the ability to sell the amount of stuff that they needed to at the onset. Couldn't really go online as much as a, a retailer like REI should be able to. So it really impacted their sales, and as a result, they're like, okay, we were going to have this massive complex. But let's take the cash from that. Let's be able to use that. And the only way we can do that is to sell it. So Facebook steps in to save the day. Uh, uh, Facebook and REI also said today that they will donate a million dollars to East Rail. That's a new 42-mile trail system that connects east side cities. And the east side is, when we talk about east side here in Seattle, separating um, Washington and what we call the east side is a massive lake called Lake Washington. So anything east of Lake Washington is called the east side. And when we talk about the west side, that's the west side of Lake Washington. And that's basically Seattle and kind of all the, the other surrounding suburban areas of Seattle. 
The Spring District, and that's the area where this complex is, is a 36-acre development that is adjacent to a new light rail station opening in 2023. It's also home of the Global Innovation Exchange, the Technology Innovation Graduate Program created by the University of Washington. Facebook now has more than 3 million square feet of office space in Seattle area. The Menlo Park, California-based company will maintain its operations around downtown Seattle, where it first arrived in 2010 and has been expanding in various buildings. Facebook employs more than 5,000 people in the Seattle region and has more than 400 open jobs. Man, I was kind of mentally comparing that to Amazon. Amazon is looking at, I think, hiring another 100,000 people kind of worldwide because they are always so behind on all their orders, their online orders, their grocery orders. You know, they bought Whole Foods and they've got this massive online um, operation that they're trying to, to bring in people for. And I forget the number of, I think it's 33,000 job openings are going to be at a job opening fair here in Seattle uh, sometime this month, I think, if, that, if it hasn't happened already. But just a massive number of people and a lot of these jobs, some of these jobs are 150 grand ish a lot of them are like 15 bucks an hour. And in Seattle, that's basically entry level. That is minimum wage pay. But a lot of times you can get a job there. And then if, if you're a good employee, you kind of work your way up and, um, you know, make some moves within a big, massive company. But then a lot of other people say, all right, working for Amazon is terrible because you're on the clock. You've got to, you know, basically hop like there's no tomorrow, get your job done. And it's this big massive race to get all this stuff done in time, um, according to the schedule. And that's stressful. And a lot of people don't like it. So that's kind of the warehouse version of those jobs. My youngest son, Brennan, he works for Amazon. And he puts together grocery orders for Whole Foods, what was Whole Foods until it got bought out by Amazon. And that's what he does. He scrambles around with the grocery cart, putting together people's orders, and they are continuously behind because they have so much demand for their grocery orders uh, business. So using conventional office space ratios and as, as an estimate, Facebook's future capacity in the area could be north of 20,000 people. That's a lot of folks for a company like uh, Facebook. And the technology, um, that's just a lot of people, 20,000 people in this area. The company employs 52,534 people worldwide as of June 30th. That's up 32% from a year ago. Employees at the Seattle area offices work on areas including infrastructure and machine learning and products such as Messenger, Marketplace, and Games. We're talking about Facebook. Our growth over the last decade is a testament to the thriving community and immense talent pool that has welcomed us with open arms, Nick Raby, a real estate exec for Facebook, said in a statement Tuesday. This purchase doubles down on our investment in Bellevue and our commitment to the Pacific Northwest. So a lot of people want to hate on Seattle. They want to say, oh, home prices are going to drop. They're going to fall. It's a terrible city. Look at their government. Look at their city council. Look at their mayor. Look at their governor. Oh, it's all horrible and terrible. Yet what you forget there is that businesses don't come into the area necessarily for that stuff. They come in for one major reason within the tech industry, and that is our talent pool. You've got a ton of people here already working for other companies, maybe looking to do a move, maybe looking to do something with their career, whatever it is. But the tech industry is 
super strong here in Seattle and in the Pacific Northwest in general. It's super strong. So forget about chop, forget about all that stuff. Just go with your talent pool. That's what's going on. That's why a Facebook is like, yeah, we understand that you just got through with the summer of chop. But hey, we're going to go over to Bellevue, where it's across the lake, don't have any of that adverse influence. They welcome business. And I keep going over this Bellevue welcomes business. We just do. It's a pro business area. That's one of the reasons, you know, my businesses are here. It's a pro business area and a city and they recognize what it takes to keep businesses going and to really promote the idea of growth. And that's why you've got so many massive companies coming in from all over the world to a small area like Bellevue. And they're kind of foregoing Seattle because let's let, let's be honest, see the city of Seattle has not been real pro business as of late, right? You got the Amazon tax, you've got the jumpstart Seattle, which is basically just hammer on Amazon type companies with their payroll and, you know, try and squeeze a bunch of money out of them during a pandemic, not a bright idea, not a good idea. But you've got companies coming left, right and center here to Bellevue. And Facebook is a really good example of this. Bellevue continues to attract big tech companies. Earlier this month, Amazon said it would add another 10,000 jobs in the city as it grows beyond its headquarters in downtown Seattle. You can check out a podcast I did on that. I've done a couple of podcasts on Amazon and all the jobs they're adding here um, lately. Amazon has been at odds with the city of Seattle uh, Council for years over its impact on the community and efforts by the city to impose new taxes on big businesses. Last year, after a prior tax battle, the company announced plans to move its worldwide operations to Bellevue. Thank you, Amazon. Both Amazon and Facebook continue expanding their physical office space footprints despite the pandemic. That's what I find super interesting is that you've got all of this narrative. And I talked about it last week. I talked about the uh, CEO of Netflix basically saying, yeah, I don't really like the whole work from home thing. I don't think for a company like us, the collaboration isn't there for us. The Just the workflow doesn't really work. And he doesn't like work from home. And he thinks, okay, when all of this Rona stuff is all said and done, we've got a vaccine, things kind of go back to normal. He thinks that work from home will be one day a week. And that's probably Friday. So you have a three day weekend, not a three day weekend, but you'll have a four day work week in the office, one day at home. I think we're going to have kind of a hybrid of that even I think we're going to have more working from home and uh, less working in the office. But it's interesting that a company like Facebook, during a pandemic, we are still in a pandemic, is looking at a big capital purchase like this, 367 million for an existing structure, instead of building it them themselves, they're just kind of hopping in and going, oh, yep, we'll take it. And that's after like a month. Now, <coughs> oh, excuse me, got this crazy forest fire smog going on. And you, you just I can hear it in my voice and I can feel it in my nose and my eyes are kind of burning because let's admit it, we've got we've got little bits of forest fire in the air right now. And it's kind of annoying. But you got to you got to tough it out and just kind of get through it. And that's what I'm doing. So I apologize for the cough. So Facebook is allowing employees to work from home until July 2021. So a year from now, Amazon is doing the same for workers until January. I think January 8th is when Amazon said. But Amazon, I know, I know they'll kick that out. Google also continued to scoop up office space in the Seattle region. Last month, the company bought more land in another east side city, Kirkland, 
which is just to the north of us. That's literally the um, city to the north of us. Google has more than 2 million square feet of office space around Seattle with more than 5,750 employees in the region. There are now more than 130 companies from around the globe that have set up engineering outposts in and around Seattle. All right, 130 companies from around the world. And yet everybody on YouTube, especially a lot of people leaving comments on my videos are saying, oh, I'd never buy a house in Seattle. Seattle's just going to go right in the crapper. Oh, Seattle's terrible. Well, guess what? Businesses don't really analyze it based on what you guys think. They look at the hard numbers and they go, yep, we're doubling down in where? Seattle. And when I say Seattle, I mean the general metropolitan area, and that includes a lot of the suburban areas. And that's where Amazon's going. That's where Facebook is going. That's where a lot of these companies are going. And it's because of this massive talent pool we have here, 130 companies. Now, where else can you do that? You can do that in Silicon Valley, right? But that's kind of already so overdone. So many people want to leave Silicon Valley because it's just got this, I don't know, it's, it's like it's, it's already been done. It's been worked. And people will say that about it in Seattle at some point in time. And people are saying that now. They're saying, oh, look at the Seattle City Council and all that stuff. But that's kind of a little minor tiny thing. When you consider the overall number of companies that are here, if you're a big company like Amazon, and you've got a massive payroll, then the city of Seattle's uh, jumpstart tax is not a small, tiny little thing. It's a massive thing. But you've got the option as a business, yep, you move your people out, and that's what's going on. And then you've got Facebook doubling down and saying, yep, we're going to buy up a big corporate structure. So 130 companies from around the globe that have set up engineering outposts in and around Seattle. So not very many other places can you do that. And Seattle, even though we are expensive, we're still pretty cheap compared to a lot of California. We're still pretty affordable. When I say that, people are like, what are you talking about? And if you look at some of the median pricing here versus median pricing in California, the Seattle area has gotten way closer to their median pricing. But for a lot of the upper end areas, we are still we're a bargain. We are a bargain. I think our median housing price is seven fifty, something like that in Seattle, somewhere around that. And that relative to the upper end areas, the nice suburban areas of California, it's a bargain. I'll take two. And I know for a lot of people watching this who are saying, well, I can get a house in Kentucky on 50 acres for seven fifty, dollars and a mansion and a, my own private lake and a gated entry. Yeah, but you don't have 130 companies from around the world with their engineering talent pool there, do you? No, you don't. You just don't have that. And that's why you can get that house for super cheap. Because once you buy it, you gotta live there. And yep, so maybe you're gonna spend 750 on a house here that's a cracker box that's not all that great. Um, but you've got an you've got multiple employment centers, and if you're in that industry, if you're in the tech industry, this is kind of where you want to be right now, even during a pandemic. I think we're kind of proving that. But layoffs this year at companies, including Airbnb and Uber, makes the future of at least some of these outposts as an engine for tech job growth more uncertain. Yes, agreed. There is some uncertainty out there. But when companies like Facebook are like, all right, we're going to go, we're not just going to rent. 
We're going to buy a massive complex and we're going to hunker down and we're going to go there. Another podcast I recently did that, that had a lot of traction was uh, Pinterest paying $89.5 million to get out of a lease, just to get out. And it was a lease of about, I think, 450,000 square feet. And they were saying, you know what? This isn't the way we're going to do our employee scenario anymore. What's it going to take for us to exit stage left on this lease? $89.5 million? Okay, yep, we're going to do it. And so they're out. So it's really interesting to see as we kind of, as we keep moving through the pandemic and we get closer and closer, hopefully, to a vaccine. And I know everybody's going to say, okay, yeah, we're getting close, but oh, we, we've, we don't really know how it's going to go. And we've got this long testing period. And oh, just, just getting the, the vaccine out to people, that's going to take a year. Maybe we're a couple of years out, but we are working forward to this. And in the meantime, you get to see what, what other big businesses are doing. Some are doubling down on office space. Others are saying, nah, we're going to, you know, we've got Zillow here in Seattle saying, nah, we're going to have all you guys that can work from home. We're going to say, let's do that permanently. And I think so much of this stuff is in a state of flux. We don't really know how things are going to go. If we've got Boeing all over the map with their at work home or uh, at home workers and with their 737 projects and all that kind of stuff. Nobody really knows what's going on there. And yet you've got these big tech companies that are like, okay, yeah, we're going to take some more office space. And so you've got these kind of opposing storylines that are, yep, we're all going to work from home forever to, nah, we're going to take on some more office space because we kind of see where things are heading. And we want to have a centralized area that we can do business, that we can pull from a big, big job uh, market like a Bellevue, where Amazon has, I think, six buildings within, I don't know how close it is. When you look at a map, it's like Amazon, 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 just bundled together. And I think they've got close to 5 million square feet, an enormous amount of office space. So you've got companies going in hard in commercial areas, and then you've got other companies saying, up, oh, let's hit the eject button, we're out, like REI, saying, okay, we're not going to do one major headquarters, we're going to do a grouping of, I think they called it pods, where they're going to have a handful of office space around the area, around the east side, outside of Seattle. And that's what they're going to do for their workforce scenarios. So super interesting to me to kind of see how all of this uh, falls out. Some companies are going one direction, some companies are going another. And uh, some companies are going out of business, right? So what we're basically talking about here is big, big business, the kind of business that the city of Seattle loves to tax because you know, let's steal from the rich and give to the poor, Robin Hood. That's one of my kind of patented sayings that I come up with. Not, not that it's a patented saying, but that's literally what you're doing. Oh, let's take a company that's done really well. And we're going to go ahead and just tax the heck out of them. Let's just do that. That's what the city of Seattle says, where the city of Bellevue has, has provided basically no incentives, just a really good place for their employees to work and for businesses to set up shop, and a long term outlook that is super positive. Whereas the city of Seattle, I don't really know what's going on over there. I like Seattle. And I like going over there. But lately, it's been kind of a it's been kind of a show, hasn't it? It's been a, a freak show. 
been a sideshow that's like, what are those guys doing? They're doing their own thing, just like we over here in Bellevue, which is we're, we're taking on big business. And that's just kind of where we're at. So that's it for me on this episode of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Love to have you subscribe if you feel that this is bringing you an entertainment value or maybe just a tiny little bit of information that you can use within your career or whatever it is that you do. Maybe you're a real estate agent. I'm an owner of a real estate brokerage and owner of an appraisal company. And I try and bring information that kind of gives you the listener or the viewer on YouTube a little bit of insight into what's going on from my perspective on for through the appraisal uh, side of things, residential appraisal, and then also residential sales. That's where I see things. And then I talk to you guys about what's going on. And I would appreciate it very much if you would subscribe. If you don't want to, that's okay too. do your own thing. Uh, so again, I'm Sean Reynolds from Summer Properties Northwest Reynolds and Klein Appraisal. Thank you so much for listening slash watching this episode of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. We'll catch you in the next one. Bye for now. to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out. 